The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now. The state of healthcare remains weak in Guam in 2023, and a proposal to build a new hospital in central Guam continues to polarize this island community on so many levels. Some call it win win, others call it an offer too good to be true. The issue to build a new hospital in Mingila, Guam, is the focus of this episode of That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DeMatato. You are listening to That's It, That's All. I'm Sean Gumatautau. The podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a Guam-based consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies company serving government and private sector organizations in the Western Pacific and beyond. Need a lighting solution for your building? Need crisis communications assistance? Ask Get LLC. They can help. Find them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Check them out today. Welcome to those listeners checking out the podcast in Arlington, Virginia. Excited to greet those listeners in Houston, Texas. Can't forget the listeners right here on Guam in the nearby village of Santa Rita. Half a day to you all. Let That's It, That's All take you from one end of the island of Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast ahead of that next road trip as you sit down on your laptop or desktop computers or just ahead of that gym workout. A huge thank you to our friends at RedCircle.com in pushing out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, That's It, That's All can be heard on the iHeartRadio app and on Pandora. We are proud to be a part of the KUAM Podcast Network, Guam's award-winning broadcast news and information source, and the multimedia home of original programming from all across Micronesia. Hit the like, subscribe, or follow buttons of That's It, That's All, wherever you get your podcast today. This episode is taken right out of the headlines in Guam. The issue is one that has been lingering way before the actions of the past week. Just before the premiere of this podcast, local lawmakers failed to override two vetoes by Guam Governor Lou Leon Guerrero, which would have required the Guam legislature to give the final okay before the government of Guam entered into a lease with the Department of Navy for land held now held by the Navy to build a public hospital in Minila, Guam, and another measure that would have required the committee responsible for planning the same medical complex to comply with Guam's open government law. The Pacific Daily News reported on March 30, 2023, that just nine senators voted to overcome each of the overrides, one short of the 10 needed. This effort comes just days before Joint Region Marianas Commander Rear Admiral Benjamin Nicholson said if any lease between the Navy and the government of Guam is not complete, the Department of Defense would use the land for other military needs. The time period seems to have been the key in all the recent buzz on the effort. The Admiral telling K57 Radio talk show host Patty Arroyo on March 30 that, quote, I had to go to the Department of the Navy to get 30 days. 
because originally it was only 14, which is the normal time that a lease for property is made in any of the other negotiations. But I understood how controversial sometimes things can be and sometimes how emotional some things can be and sometimes it might take a little longer. Close quote. The Leon Guerrero administration has been talking about building a new Guam medical complex in central Guam since securing nearly a billion dollars in federal funding as part of the Biden administration and Democrat-led Congress's efforts of the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. Just over $200 million has been set aside with just about another $100 million to be used to fund a public health laboratory on the same property. The lease, which has a host of details that has critics to include the Guam Medical Society and the Guam Medical Association, as well as the Guam Chamber of Commerce, concerned about its complete funding since a host of other public facilities like schools and other infrastructure are crumbling due to a lack of repair, age, and neglect. This effort, claimed by the Leon Guerrero administration to be going on for now over two years, was largely quiet until the last month or so, two years since Admiral Nicholson had entered the picture as the U.S. Indo-PACOM rep for the region. The problem to this podcaster and many in our community has been a lack of transparency by both the Office of the Governor of Guam and the U.S. Navy. If the effort was talked about for the last two years, or at least details of the lease that have this community up in arms, folks generally would have let it go. Some reasons that letting it go is not a great option is the price tag, a projected $1 billion. So if you've been following for the last few minutes, the register is only showing just shy of $300 million. Where does the rest come from? Who does the rest come from? Going back to the lease, some provisions. A helipad at this proposed medical complex to accommodate the landing of the V-22 Osprey, expected to be engaged in some humanitarian work in our area. Another lease provision, the government of Guam cannot outsource any part of the operations of this proposed hospital to a third party. The one lease issue that is concerning, all military members can seek treatment at the facility for free. They say that the devil is in the details. I'm not a big fan of that saying, but these lease details were all crafted by a staffer at the U.S. Navy clearly not understanding the current medical needs of the civilian community in Guam. Plus, the U.S. Naval Hospital Guam was recently modernized and opened for business since 2014, all 265,000 square feet of it. The hospital has been serving the needs of the U.S. military in the Western Pacific and its general location since 1954. So, for about 70 years from the same area, uninterrupted through the Vietnam War and conflicts in the region since. In a press release on March 28, 2023, the Office of the Governor of Guam, in one of the few public statements on the matter, Adeloup said that the bottom line is that Guam needs a new hospital. Quote, with this lease, we have an unprecedented opportunity to build a new state-of-the-art medical complex for the benefit of our island on prime federally controlled land at no cost. The new complex will include a headquarters for behavioral health, public health, a veterans clinic, and a new hospital that will serve our people for decades. In addition to this lease coming at no cost to GovGuam, our federal counterparts will support our construction efforts by assisting in identifying federal funding sources for the facilities included in the new complex. Signing this lease will start us on the right path to ensuring that our people have the medical resources we need for decades to come. 
close quote. This podcaster agrees that a new hospital is needed for Guam. But answer me this, how is the balance of the project going to be paid for? Such grand statements from the Leon Guerrero administration could be the costliest set of words that may challenge this community for decades to come. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. I get really irritated with the phrases like Guam One. The people of Guam are one step closer to a state-of-the-art medical complex. The will of the people. In this debate, such rhetoric is pretty arrogant, considering that efforts to build a new hospital in Mingilao is really not a new idea. Frankly, the efforts to build a new hospital to replace the aging Guam Memorial Hospital has been going on for decades. Throughout the 1980s and 1990s, there'd been so many different pushes of a replacement for the Guam Memorial Hospital. The start of the 2000s was no different. I think it was sometime just after 2006. There was an effort by then-Governor Felix Camacho to build a new medical complex on the campus of the University of Guam. I remember the lead-up like it was yesterday. We had a drawing, identified a piece of government land adjacent to the Dean Circle area on the campus footprint today. Being at the university is a land-grant institution, all policy considerations were focused on UOG being a teaching hospital, a facility that can grow the future workforce of the medical community of Micronesia. We even crafted legislation to set this area aside and the policy to finance the whole thing. Did we mention federal funds? Yes. Was there a number? Well, it was pretty big. We even had the trump card of getting the UOG facility named a critical access hospital by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. We rolled it out to the Guam Medical Society, part of one of their monthly meetings then. Most of the doctors of Guam were there. Governor Camacho made the pitch. Folks started to leave the room. The hospital project at UOG was done before it even started. The arguments then are no different than today. The entirety of infrastructure is in Tamuning, the current location of the Guam Memorial Hospital. Even the Guam Regional Medical City was just getting its act together then. Doctors were happy with the food that was being served at the meeting that night, but they were not interested in supporting any effort to move medical and other ancillary services away from Tamuning. I spoke to a few doctors later that night who told me that putting a medical hospital in Manila would never, ever happen. Nearly 20 years later, the same talk. Nothing has changed. In a letter to the Guam legislature, Guam Medical Association President Dr. Ho Wen expressed his organization's opposition to the proposed hospital site in Manila. He wrote, quote, The Guam Memorial Hospital Authority Medical Executive Committee already stated previously they support the construction of a new hospital but does not support the proposed site in Mingilao and prefers the site to be in Tamuning. Close quote. The committee is a part of the current government hospital, and it is made up of all providers on Guam who have privileges at the only civilian hospital in the U.S. territory. So why go away 
when clearly folks who are vested in the healthcare industry are telling policy wonks not to jump to another location? Why does the office of the governor of Guam think they can dictate such? A political office telling doctors, medical professionals, they will build a complex to serve everyone just without their collective input. Can't see any upside with this particular policy argument. Think about original landowners. Published reports have noted that these families have been advised. Many of them were told there was a chance to get their lands back. Sure, some of them are going to stand up and challenge this decision at some point in the process. The key word here is process. There is plenty that is yet to be considered. Like, how and who will fund the utilities? to the site in the area near the current GPA GWA headquarters. The government has pumped millions in federal funds into the power and water infrastructure in Timuning for decades. I remember Governor Camacho getting kudos from FEMA Region 9 administrators for hardening the power side and other related stuff just after Super Typhoon Pong Sung Hua in 2002. The upgrades were across the whole of Timuning. Many government planners know that GMH has been and will always be a focus during any natural disaster, a critical infrastructure in itself. Permitting, national environmental policy, planned reviews, all of those things have not even happened yet. If and when this proposed hospital is built, regardless of where, it will be subject to plenty of regulatory hurdles, which is not a quick process by any means. Time will not be on the side of this effort. Things in time, as we have seen here, can make things more expensive with each and every day that the work in the ground is not being turned. Again, funds. Part of the discussions that led to the two pieces of legislation vetoed by the governor of Guam. First, talk of federal funds for this particular effort. There is no word on that. On March 29, 2023, Candid News reported that according to the Office of Guam's delegate to the U.S. House of Representatives, that there are no costs being shared by the federal government either. Chief of Staff to Guam Congressman James Moylan told Candid, quote, From our inquiries here in D.C., no funds have been allocated towards the construction of the new hospital in the Eagles Field area. Close quote. Locally, local funds of any potential lease is going to be a major budget item now and in the years to come, members of the Guam legislature are concerned that such a price tag is going to be challenging with other needs of our society. How do other services in Guam get funded when the hospital and its lease, which has yet to be shared with the community, get supported? This is only the start of why the angst is so high with this effort to build a hospital in central Guam. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. I should probably call this part of the podcast the Hear Me Rant, but perhaps my random thoughts. Here we go. Almost every person on Guam, me included, want to see an improvement to Guam's hospital system. A decision to place a new hospital in is not a bad one. It's just not a very good one. Think of this. The amount of time haggling a lease 
could have seen the millions in ARA funds pumped into the current GMH in Timuning. There is Guam law already on the books to place a hospital on the former site at Oka Point in Timuning. Infrastructure is already there. Modern techniques in construction could mitigate any seismic or related ground issues for sure. The time could have been spent with that effort and done by now. Money just collecting interest, as did the interest it has waned on any work on a hospital in Mingilao. Engineers were probably not consulted relative to the costs to relocate any considerable distance away from Tumuning. Planning could have yielded much more, especially since Guam was in the state of emergency, and things could have been done faster and more efficient for that project. This exposes the lack of experience and creativity from the staff of the Office of the Governor and all of the Governor's Cabinet members responsible for this large project. But think of what they have done to date. Engaging the community then would have helped this. They engaged only in the four walls of the governor's complex, and that hasn't been very helpful to date. One engagement that has been surprising has been the one of Rear Admiral Benjamin Nicholson. I have worked with many of the great leaders who were called the Commander of Naval Forces Marianas or the Commander of Joint Region Marianas over the last two decades in different capacities. I scratch my head on the actions and rhetoric of Admiral Nicholson. A March 23, 2023 opinion piece in the Pacific Daily News by former Guam delegate Dr. Robert Underwood has one of the best views of Nicholson on this matter and has been a buzz since. It is a great read. Reading it myself got me thinking hard on the relationship between the military and civilian government today. This line got me, though. Underwood wrote, quote, this is a watershed moment in Guahan's history and relationship with the military. The military used to be the first, second, and even third branches of the government of Guahan. The Organic Act and incremental political progress have made Gov Guam a functioning three-branch form of local government. The military was relegated to its own activities behind the fence. Sometimes issues broke out as the fence line shifted. Now, the fence no longer matters. Close quote. I believe that a medical campus for Mingilao is not the best policy for our island healthcare system. The last 20 years of construction of a new hospital and expansion of services near GMH are telling. The construction of a new hospital should be a priority for all policymakers. Our community needs to prioritize a clear direction for the next decade to get this facility built and public and mental health will be a part of the discussions of a location near to the current GMH. Whether it is at Oka Point or another location near the current GMH, we must build out our island's healthcare core, not chase it elsewhere. Let's talk about this win-win part of the title of the podcast. As part of my lectures at the University of Guam on interpersonal and relational communications, I discuss the phrase win-win. My take there are common ways that people react to, manage, and or express communication when facing a conflict. This is what is referred to as the Thomas Kilman model, part of an instrument developed in 1974 to measure a person's response to conflict situations. Important to this model, collaborating. Communications experts argue that collaborating is not conflict, but cooperation. Theorists note there is a lot of work done in the communication exchange can at times be tough to communicate with those put together and even harder to hear what both parties are saying. But there is a commitment 
to find solutions that satisfy both parties in conflict, which does lead to a I win, you win result. Cooperation is the process of working together to the same end. We all want to see a new hospital built on Guam. Working together on it to include its location is the first step in making that happen. The work must be public, not privately, and not privately with a few people. The work should include all stakeholders. Our response is key. The response of our island leaders and with our community to discussions on building a new hospital really should be our focus. My response is through this podcast. Your thoughts are welcome on any one of my social media platforms. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatata. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatata. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening. The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand. Featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now.